we're on. Test, test, test. The one, red two, light three. is on. On air. And <laughs> you can see that was a visual That gag. was a 100% not a gag for a podcast. Brooke just <laughs> said, and we're on in, and went silent and did the three, two, one countdown. You, you know, were all there, even you if you know weren't there. You know that I love, I love a visual gag that you can't see. Um, that's why we started a podcast, just to tease you with the wrong senses. I'm a teaser. That's right. That's what all the men call you. Brooke the teaser. I just roll my eyes back so hard I have a headache. We're going to spend this whole time narrating our physical actions to you, and you're going to love it. Um, Brooke. Bridget. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. I'm, um... Did you get some alone time uh, since we last spoke? Yes. Sunday, I did not. I spoke to very few humans. And usually Sunday, like, Celie and I will do, like, a board game or, like, spend the day, like, cooking and, like, being around each other. But he had to go be with friends um, more downtown. Mm, nice. So you actually got the place to yourself. I did not do anything except watch television. Perfect. Do you feel restored? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what a day to yourself will do. It's yeah. so necessary. Yeah. And I just nearly, really needed it. Mm-hmm. When I realized, too, that, like, I haven't been practicing yoga. Mm-hmm. This, like, sounds, I'm, like, such a my-ass yoga teacher right now. But I've been counting, like, sculpt when I teach as, like, my workout, which is. It is fair. <laughs> Definitely. But I haven't, I don't, like. It's not a yoga practice, I don't, like, though. reap the mental benefits of taking right. class because I'm, like, teaching, teaching? it. Yeah. Different. So I'm I'm working on making time to do that in my yeah, days as that's well. A good idea. But I literally just like I'm I just I have booked myself from morn till night every single day. Well it's the holidays yeah. and you have kind of a deadline for doing some stuff. Yes, which is coming up. It is. Faster and faster. Have you bought a ticket? I haven't bought a ticket, but the two things I needed to do before I bought a ticket have been have done, been done. Great. So I'm it's I ticket buying time, baby. It's ticket buying time. These things are all truly happening. I have a car. Wow. Did it come through? It came through. Brooke is going to be driving in a red bug convertible. Can you imagine how cute she's going to be? I I was talking to Hillary on the phone. First of all, this is my 15-year-old Brooke's, like, dream car. All I wanted when I got my permit was a bug. Yes. And I'm, like, my dad told me that it – because I was, like, oh, it's a a VW convertible. Like, is it a bug? And my dad was, like, yeah. And I almost started crying on the train today. Don't blame you. And then I was like, what an incredible gift. If me, I guess you have to live in LA now. I guess I have to live in LA now. It sort of feels like it's like the final like push. Cause it was like that felt, I feel like finding your car would have been a really difficult. Yeah. That, that was the main question I had. Um, but if m- the bug convertible is like, sets the tone for my time in LA, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, You're ready. this is, is going to be good times. Well, your time could be a long time. I mean, now that you have a car, too, you kind of got to stay somewhere. You can drive a car. Yes. You're not going to give that car up ever now that it's yours. It's a 2005. Like, it's, we're not paying very much for it. No, of course not. I didn't say you were. But emotionally, teenage dreams fulfilled. you got to live somewhere. You can drive that car now. Her name is Lulu. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> That's evocative. I'm, I'm like, start. I, like, can't keep talking about this because I will start to cry just like okay. looking at you okay <laughs> um as I as I live and breathe uh-huh. I will start to weep I literally cried about Bridget in therapy yesterday <laughs> been there um so I talked about you leaving in therapy last week so all good <laughs> cool I love you <laughs> love you too um how are you 
I'm good. I'm very tired, but I'm good. Um, having like a heavy emotional couple of weeks, but you mm. know, holidays and ho ho ho. I am very curious if someday holidays will be like a time that I like love and look forward to because I've gone from kind of dreading holidays to feeling very neutral about them. I like to do holiday things. I like the season, but there is not a single holiday that I'm like attached to get really excited about, feel really sad if I can't participate in. And I'm kind of like, I would love to Arbor Day. I have very strong feelings about, but still not quite from Portland. Yes. And I went to a school called Arbor School of Arts and Sciences for three years and it was my favorite place and it yes we had goats and yes we had yeah it was amazing my mouth is devastated when I left a gape yeah Portland um (laughs) but I am good and I um something I'm really excited about is that I've been thinking about for a minute and today I was like I'm just gonna google and then I found a deal and I went for it and on Friday I'm gonna have my first one-on-one jujitsu class (gasps) and then I'm gonna start taking classes next year yeah that's so fun yeah a one-on-one jujitsu class it was like a free with sign up thing and then I think I get three classes for 20 bucks so who knows how expensive it'll be from there but I've been thinking about it for a while and I've heard jujitsu in particular is just like amazing and good oh God, for confidence and so strength. Exciting. And yeah. I just want, I want some discipline. I want a new community. I want to try something totally different. I want to challenge myself. So I'm like, I'm ready. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I was not ready for the first thing to be on Friday, but then I was like, fuck it. Why am I, why would I put it off if I'm <laughs> going to do it? So I'm going, I'm very excited. Wow. That's amazing. I'm like, that makes me really happy. Thank I think you. I might cry at some point during this episode. That's okay. I'm ready for it. No, you will because I cried during this episode. So, and it was before we had an emotional conversation. Um, hi, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to Splat, Splat the, the podcast. podcast. Where me, Brooke. And me, Bridget. Cry about sex in the city. <laughs> and other things. <laughs> 10 years younger. And 20 years later. And here we are. We are. We are. We are. We are. I just want to give a shout out to our friend, Jesse. We're so who sorry, Who was Jessie. meant to be um, a guest on this one. And, and we, we all, we, we fucked it up. Fucked it I up. fucked it up. I take credit. Fair. But, you know, it's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I didn't even know what was happening this episode, so That's I was in fair. the dark. It's my fault. Because this is a big one. And sh- if you are familiar with this show, which I'm assuming you are, you will know pretty immediately which one it is. Um, and if you're not, that's okay. I also love when there's like a... A thread is wrapped up that I was told would happen uh, from the beginning, you know, and I've just been waiting for. Um, but I'm also. Is there know? any is there any other housekeeping you want to do? Any other Sex in the City related things we want to talk about? Something funny about this episode is that um, Ron Livingston and his wife are both in it. They never interact and they got married in 2009, but they're both in this episode. Who is his wife? Rosemary DeWitt. Rose, what is her name? Hang on. Well, you'll, you can point her to me. Oh, yeah. When she comes on the screen. So shall, shall we dive in? I think we should dive in. This episode is hop, skip, and a week. And Carrie is in crazy platform heels. Oh, my God. An but incredible, this outfit. An incredible. It's like a trouser. It's like trouser pants. Overalls. But it's their overalls. Oh, my God. It's oh, really, I don't like it from the front as much. Oh, and she has jury duty. She has, which she very helpfully stops on the step and holds up the envelope saying jury duty to make sure that we all know oh. that's what she's doing. And why does Burger with her? Well, it's 9 a.m. He's walking her there and she's like, I'm just going to tell them that before 9 a.m. I think everyone's guilty. And he laughs and then he tells her that he's going to go and like 
tootle around and look at some computer stuff and then he'll pick her up after. And she's like, aren't you going to write today? And he says, well, what does that mean? Because everything is a fight. Because the last time we heard from him, he was like... Freaking out about masculinity and his job. And he was like showing a really erratic behavior. Which doesn't unfortunately get any better. I really, I know I said this last week, but I'm so curious when they laid this plot line out, knowing that they wanted them to be together because they crash and burn this so fast. So I wonder if they decided between the seasons they changed their mind or if they got partway into this and someone's schedule changes or they were like pulled and the audience wanted the, her to be the, with Big. I think that's what, I think the audience didn't like Burger is what I think. That's crazy I'm going to do some research mm-hmm, this week because mm-hmm. I am actually quite curious about that. I am too. And and she has to backstep in a way. It's like a little gaslighty. Well, it, it yeah, I mean... They have this really awkward back and forth. He's like, what did you mean by that? And she's like, I, n- n- I didn't mean anything. I just thought you were going to write today. And basically he goes off the deep end. And she's like, it's early. And he's like, it's early. And, and she's like, and, she, um, and then he puts their cups down and he tells her. that it's also a bad luck when a couple fights before 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And he dips and her he, and kisses he her. He calls it a Hollywood kiss, which you're like, what? And then you realize later it's like a thing they do. It's very cutesy. He like puts both of their coffees down and it's does like this big Hollywood It's like the kiss that's dip. in that like. Oh yeah, that's her name, Rosemary Dewitt. In the um the war, like in Times Square with the sailor. And yes, the like a full dip. Maiden. <laughs> which which just to rain on everyone's parade, there's such like aura and story around that photo of the soldier and the woman in Times Square. That was not consensual. She did not know what was happening, which makes me cringe a little bit every time I look at it. Amazing photo, lots of history, non consensual. Boop, he boop, just like boop, grabbed boop. a woman. I think so. Granted, it was a very different time, but um, jury duty woman. This bitch made her. I just want I I want to put a caveat on that. I'm 99 percent sure because I read a whole article about it, and I'm forgetting the rest of the backstory. But if you're out there and you're like, "Bitch, you wrong," uh, there's your there's your caveat. Actually, the ghosts of that um, <laughs> the woman and the sailor are going to show up in my room tonight. Meanwhile, another woman was juggling her duties. Different time of duty, though. Mm-hmm. And not even the poopy kind yet. But it could be. Because it's about a baby. It's We're about talking a baby. about <laughs> Lord M- M- Brady. Oh, Miranda <laughs> and Brady. Hey, well, yeah, we're talking about Miranda. So Ma- Magda shows up. It's 8.30 a.m. Miranda is in a huge rush, and she's so she's struggling between mom, work. That's Bridget, what's happening right now. I have now. a question for you. Ask At it. this point, mm-hmm. do you have strong feelings about Magda? Strong feelings one way or the other. Just like, how do you feel about Magda? Well, I was thinking when she came in, I was like, damn, you never would have imagined when she was introduced in like season two as a cleaning lady that she would be the stick through this whole time. But I was also thinking that it's it's actually seems like one of the most natural things to me in the show, like real life things and seeing like, I don't know, Miranda's life right now is the realest life that occurs on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I've been Magda, you know, like I that's what I did for years was yeah. help women you know go out and live their lives and stay home with their kiddos and I do that too and I think it's a really interesting like Miranda's guilt here is is I don't know I think she especially at the time I think this would have been a fascinating and Brady's also super cranky and upset Mm -hmm. because like his mom is leaving his mom's leaving and this is also that age where like he's also just a baby where babies just like do not like being away like this like separation anxiety is intense right so as she's leaving he's really crying and this baby is an amazing actor I know I was like (laughs) what notes did they give him because he is <laughs> nailing it. And the, how did he know to Feeling cry Feeling guilty from had become a part of Miranda's daily routine. 
So Charlotte is now, she's part of the um, synagogue sister society. And so I think she they goes, call it. she's going to synagogue without Harry because she is committed to being a Jew. So she's joined this group and she's organized an event for them. And all these, this, this scene made me laugh so much. I feel like this is, I can picture you in this scene, Bridget. A hundred percent. Yes. I, I, like I am Charlotte. I would be Charlotte. And also it's like. It's all these. Jewish women who are trying to pawn Charlotte, pawn Bridget off on <laughs> their right. Jewish sons, <laughs> pawn Charlotte off on their Jewish single ineligible sons because they know she and Harry aren't coming together anymore. There is nothing a Jewish mother loves more than, than her s- Jewish son, <laughs> than her Jewish, than her Jewish uh-huh. son. Honestly, honestly, Jewish daughters are fine. They're fine. They'll figure themselves out. They're fine. Um, Jewish sons, the goldens. Mm-hmm. And these women are like in their 60s, maybe older, some of them. And they're being very funny, like old Jewish women, including um, one of them says, now I look like a, I know I don't look old enough to have a son your age, but <laughs> and I just love them. Samantha. Okay. Samantha is like really leaning into this like blazer mm-hmm. deep cut moment. Mm-hmm. And me, Brooke Nicole Wiseman, into it. is into it. I just want to say, I don't know what they did to her in this episode, but they are not doing her any favors look-wise. She looks old this episode, like older than she usually does in a lot of the scenes. I think it's the styling, something about, I'll show you later when they're talking. It's mostly in the brunch scene. I was like, I don't know what happened here. And so we're in Times Square and Smith Jared, um, Jerry Jared, Smith Jared. Jerry Jared, Smith Jared, that's has his a- name. Oh, very quickly booked an uh, yeah. absolute vodka ad. Which Samantha pulled off for him. Because He's, she's amazing she at her is job. Amazing at her I job. mean, if we can say can we just anything have a about, little bit of focus just, on that? Let's just talk about Samantha, probably like, despite her claims, mm-hmm. mediocre to fine at six. Mm-hmm. Hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal at being a PR agent. I would agree. And I think she would have benefited from having that appear in her character a little more. Well. But basically, um, Smith Jared is on this the huge main billboard I mean, in Times Square, and it hot. says "Absolute Hunk." He is hot. I'm not. I can't. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I cannot decide if they photoshopped his waist or if his body is literally just insane because he has. It, it's like triangle body. He's buck naked with an absolute bo- bottle and he's in front like, of his dick. He's like, my dick is three avenues long or three three stories, stories high long. And, and long and. Samantha goes, just as Madison Avenue intended. Yeah, which I don't know what that means. When she said it, I didn't know what it meant. I think it's just like Madison Avenue is her god. I guess, but Madison Avenue is not anywhere near Times Square. That's a great point. I'm not, I mean, it is, but it's not. Um, Who is trying to give you a teal bodysuit for free? My yoga friend. Oh my God, fun. That is my brand. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. You're going to wear that in LA. Boop. Stop it. Uh, but it's true. I want you to be excited. I'm pumping you up. So Carrie is in jury duty and she's sitting around in the room watching all of these people do nothing. Oh, wait. Basically, basically, Jared is just Smith. Jared is like overwhelmed, not yeah. sure what to think. And Samantha's like, this is the beginning of everything. Yeah. Thanks, Madeline. Madeline is the one who just texted me about the, the Sam Edelson bodysuit. Body and she loves the podcast. Oh, incredible. In our justice system, um, Carrie is basically sitting and looking around and bemoaning. There a, she brought nothing things. to do with her. She has a newspaper. 
Oh, she does? There are a few things I love than television's depiction of what it's to be like on a jury. <laughs> I've never been on a jury, but it's like, okay, so a man. You have a man in a Hawaiian shirt. Well, so they're all waiting to be pulled for a jury. So it's like a huge selection of people all doing weird shit. <laughs> He's just holding. This man, it's like an older black man, just like a very respectable looking, and he opens his briefcase and just pulls out a mango and holds it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so- this is my favorite bit in the whole episode. <laughs> Because it continues. So then in the she's telling Big as they go to dinner. Nope, burger. Wow. She's telling Burger as she as they're going to dinner and Burger's like, at least it wasn't a pineapple. Like if he when he calls out a pineapple, you call me. And Charlotte and they like sit down. Charlotte slams into the booth and is like, down, down, down. I'm on the worst date of my life. And she basically She's drinking this really disgusting pink drink. Um, and it's cute. Like Burger and Carrie are both like sunk down with her, like very into the story. Basically she's on a bad date and she's like, Carrie, I need you to call me. Okay. Bridget, this is like the invent of this happening. I this swear to is God. This is iconic. This is this is the invent of this happening. Is it actually? Some, something bad happened. Um, she looks amazing, Charlotte does. She's in a gorgeous dress. And she sits down. The guy's like, I asked for more bread, but they haven't brought it. Sorry, just to be clear, this is a man who has a normal human-sized face with all of his features arranged in the middle to bottom <laughs> third of it. Like, just one third of it. They're all in it. I like that description so much better than just being like, this man has a large forehead. <laughs> well, because he sort of it's gives all me in the Picasso middle. vibes. Yeah, a little Not bit. Not Picasso the painter, but a uh-huh. Picasso the painting. Uh-huh. Well, yes. Like Good look, clarification. Like, he doesn't look like Pablo Picasso. He looks like something that Pablo Picasso painted. Yeah, a little bit. Also, like, it, the frog prince turned into a human. Um, and so her phone buzzes, and Charlotte's like... <gasps> Oh, I'm so sorry. I wouldn't normally answer this, but maybe something bad happened. And then she opens the phone and Carrie goes, hi, it's me from 12 feet away. Hi, it's me. Something bad happened. And Charlotte goes, something bad happened. (laughs) It's pretty remarkable. Something bad happened? I knew it was going to be terrible. And then she goes over to their table. (laughs) And sits down. I wonder if she like hid out in the bathroom. If she, because I guess he would leave. So she just had to wait it out. And so Burger's sort of like defending this guy. Well, because. So Charlotte's whole thing is like, I knew it was going to be terrible from the minute he gave me carnations. And, and Burger's, Burger's kind of like, like, me, a normal ass dude. He gave you flowers. What would you be sad about? And Charlotte says they're filler flowers. And Burger says to Carrie, would you dump a guy if he brought you carnations? She goes, no, I happen to like carnations. And then she says, I would, however, throw away a guy for wearing dock siders or top siders or any of the above. Wow, girl, super glad you didn't go to Northwestern or your options would have been nil. <laughs> she's wearing northwestern purple she is and a weirdly ugly dress for her too it's like maternity and so yeah bizarre yes and burger in classic burger fashion is sort of like makes this into this huge thing where he's like so guys are basically fucked guys can't do anything right if they bring you flowers you'll break up with them if they don't bring you flowers you'll break up with them and carrie's basically like can you not say that to her and And he's he's like like, trying to it was a joke and she's like it wasn't funny and so of course he retreats into himself into a black hole it's not i'm not funny i'm a slacker that's right like a callback to a fight that they had earlier that they had already resolved and it's just like i feel like the thing with him is that like no matter even if he says it's okay and we resolve the issue, even if they talk about it, which they do, which I think they're actually really good at talking about, yes. he somehow like harbor he like builds he doesn't actually a let chip go on of his it. shoulder. Yeah. He doesn't actually let go of it. They're in that terrible cycle already where like you um are already at a level of like baseline like frustration or resentment for at least for him and so it doesn't take much well i don't know if he's even he's not even like well also what we learned from this afterwards so they get in the, so they're doing this really uncomfortable like everyone's uncomfortable the waiter's uncomfortable charlotte's uncomfortable and carrie does this thing where she's like i'm allergic to parsley it can't be on anything and 
Berger's like poking fun at her as she says it, like shutting her down. He walks away and he's like, you're not allergic. She's like, no, I don't like it. And if I say I just don't like it, it always ends up on the plate. And then I feel like an asshole for sending it back, which fair, you know, you do, you don't, you're kind of an asshole. Like I get it. And I just feel like, I feel like sure. That's fine. Carrie, like I, I used to do that with chocolate when I was little before Mm -hmm. I realized that I like chocolate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't like cheese until I was eight and I mourn those years of not eating cheese. I was like... I, you literally just said the word the word cheese came out of your mouth and my eyes like bugged because I was like, you, you, Bridget? Yeah, I know. I did not like it. I didn't like chocolate because I got sick from it. I'll never, like an Entenmann's cookie when mm, I was like four. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm allergic to chocolate. And I was like, no, I'm not. I do know one or two people who genuinely just don't like chocolate. Dylan. Pager. Oh, I forget Dylan's one of those. Yeah, he, he totally doesn't, doesn't like chocolate. He's like, I've never had chocolate in my life. I'm like, shut up. That's not true or else he wouldn't know you didn't like it. Bazinga. He doesn't listen to this podcast. I know he doesn't. I just, we're bazingaing him anyway. Bazinga. Virtual bazinga. Yep. But. But. Um, but I, all over But I'm also like, Carrie, does it, need to be, does it need to be in the marinade? Like, if it's in the marinade, you'll be fine. Like, you can't. Parsley's not that strong of a taste. No, but I do get it. As someone who has it. the cilantro, 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 cilantro thing. Because yeah. parsley's in the family. So, like, it can. Some people are really affected by it. Oh, my God. Juanita posted this thing today that said that um, coriander and cilantro are the same thing. They are. That's what they called it in Ireland. In where? Ireland. I love when you say it. In Ireland. I love when you say it. I was watching a video on mute the other day, um, and I could tell by the shapes their mouths were making. I was like, that's an Irish accent. And I clicked it on, and I was like, oh, it's I listened to the first, and I was like, oh, no, it's British. And then I was like, oh, nope, it's Irish. <laughs> that's so fun. Um, Charlotte is wildly uncomfortable, as she, as should, she be, should be. And, and she dips out. And then we cut to them in the back of a cab, like not talking to each other, heading home. And it turns out the reason he goes off the, I'm going to, I'm going to call him big so many times accidentally in this episode. I apologize. We're talking about burger. Um, is it fully, it's just an ego thing. Like, yes, they resolved that one issue, but it's back on his ego because he didn't like that. She called him out in front of Charlotte. Like he has to be perfect in front of her friends. And I'm like, it's all, and this is the same thing. And this is the same thing that happened last episode because the thing that upset him was that Miranda was there. Exactly. They ran into Princess Caroline. It's all ego. And it's also like, you don't know these women. They, uh, they like you. He does know them, but, but they, but he's, he has nothing to like, he's winning. Like they love him. Right. That, that's more to the point. I think is what I mean. Like, and he knows that they love him and she's told him that. And like the fact that they want to hang out with him is testament to that. But and he just she, can't get over himself. She flat out is like, what's going on? And he's like, when did you stop being on my side? And she says, when did you stop being on my side? And then he tells her he wants to take a fucking break. And at this point, here's the issue I think I have a little bit with this show and its format is that like, if this happened at this, yes, timeline, if this happened at this point, what is there to salvage? Mm-hmm. It's so young. You're grown ass adults. It's been bad now for all, already almost half because we've gotten what, like maybe six, five episodes of this total yeah and we've had two real bad ones well, they now. move really quickly and i get it and it's a half hour show and it was the final season no but i mean like they move quickly like yes. they say i love you very quickly yes and it just like so of course they it don't they're fast. getting to know each other and guess what it's not working it's not working and it's largely because burger's kind of just a jerkwad so well he's a nice guy but he's kind of a nice guy capital N, capital G, T, M, you know, and it's not he's great. An, and he's a nice guy with a lot. He's an ogre. Uh, Nogre is what I thought you just said, and, but I loved it. And ogres have on layers, onions, He does. He does. And they're not good layers. But his ego keeps him from peeling those layers back. This is the nicest cab I've ever seen in my it's fucking life. It's very weird. It's like you go inside of a limo and an outside cab. 
It looks like a town car, honestly. It probably and then, is. And then he doesn't... They do this whole back and forth where he's like, can you just drop us at the corner? And she's like, actually, could you pull it, pull down? It's closer to the next block. And then, of course, they're sniping each other about that. And then he's like, actually, it'll be two stops. And she's like, why can't you just come up? He's like, I need time to think. Which, like... And then he's like, Fair. a week to think. So he just tells her that he's going to go to the Hamptons. To his Hampton house and think about it for a week. But also, like, I actually think this is fair because, I mean. I, I don't I don't blame him for, for wanting. Sorry. I mean, Carrie's reaction is fair also. I don't blame him for wanting it. But what, the way he does it, and then he's like, is this okay? And Carrie's like, um, I thought you were going to maybe come up and talk about it. Uh, but I don't really know how to tell you how I feel about this with the literal meter running. So I'm, I guess I'll talk to you in a week and that's the thing too it's like you're gonna drop that bomb and then be a dick and then tell her you're you know you're not coming upstairs with her instead of saying I really need to take this space now I think we can talk about it when we come back I'm so sorry any version of that he just tells the cab to drop her and keep going which is like you're a child he's a child he's a child I was like sick to my stomach watching this happen it just feels so bad it's tartingle mm-hmm it's tartingle. Tartingle is a word that front of the pod Hillary Flynn came up with, which is a um, word that is basically used to describe um, butterflies in your stomach, but bad, bad. Mm-hmm. It's a tart tingle. Mm, I like that. And like, I I understand why burgers like I just want to like you know go and think about this. Maybe a week is a little intense before like actually having a conversation. The boys, the brothers, the brothers Alex, um, their whole thing is sort of like never go to bed angry. So like I, that was like the a, first thing I learned about their relationship too, and I I I think it works. I, I think mean, it you takes, have to fight. Yes, and it sort of seems like Burger, it's like that fucking scene in the office where Jim and Pam are fighting, and Jim wants to go back to Philadelphia early on Valentine's Day so that they don't fight, and Pam stops him, and she's like, "I think you should stay, and I think we should fight," and he's like, "Okay, put your dukes up, Beasley." I just that moment gets me. I love the later seasons where they're fighting. It like hurts me, mm-hmm. but I think it's like they like Pam becomes the protagonist of the office for me mm-hmm. in her growth and in her story. And I think it's like the realist part of the whole show is where they take their relationship. Yeah. And I, I obviously only that, reference like, the office ever. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm so not a fighter and I actually I mean, think same. I'm deeply conflict avoidant. It's something that I'm working on right now. You are. It's something I'm, I'm both working on trying to be like more private about things and also like speaking up for myself. And I think that there's a difference in like discerning the difference between like being combative for combative sake and like sometimes you have to fight otherwise. Like I'm like definitely and I think we're both like this where I'm like I'm like an assault lick of t- resentment. Mm-hmm. Like it'll just keep building on and building on and building mm-hmm. on and then like. I'll explode and I'll cut you out of my life, which like doesn't happen. Like it takes a lot to get to that point. Yeah. But I feel like if I maybe just was like, I'm feeling this way, it would be helpful. So I'm working on that. I had a conversation similar to what we were talking about earlier, actually before pre-pod, I had a conversation with Ari the other day where both of us had been complaining about, um, someone we like both know a little bit on and off, like to each other. And I came in to complain and was like, Honestly, I have to stop doing this because if I'm not going to talk to the person, then the resentment just keeps building and I'm just like building it for no reason. And so like if I'm not going to take responsibility to talk to someone, then like I have to stop being a bitch about it. Is it me? (laughs) Yes, Brooke. (laughs) Yes, I go home every night to Ari and we're like, Brooke. (laughs) Oh my God, I felt so bad. I made him listen to me monologue drunk for like 35 (laughs) minutes. No, he loved it. 
did he he came home after well he said he you texted him while we were standing there and he was like um she's apologizing for monologuing and I was like did she and he was like no and he was like she did at the end a little but no (laughs) so we are all harder on ourselves that's the lesson here Carrie yells well thanks for dinner after the cab and then she goes up the steps to her apartment I wonder if she wore something less ugly if it would have gone different I do too except I don't think so because she wears a lot of ugly stuff all the time that's fair okay so I think it's just they style Kim really badly in this really badly the hair the earrings not her colors, not her. Everyone is in vivid pinks, and it's weird. Except for Charlotte, who's in like a a schoolgirl an, an outfit I had yeah. when I was a toddler. Yes, it's like she's a wearing a baby's blue, onesie. It's like a blue. It's polka definitely dot. snaps under the vagine. Okay, and Charlotte is like team team break. Okay, this because is like sometimes huge... you need to take a break to fix things. Okay, I says Charlotte. Don't believe in breaks. Me either. I think there are myths. I went on a break mm-hmm. with someone and I fell in love with someone else in that time. <laughs> Woohoo. I had a conversation with someone about taking a break and I asked what the terms would look like that they were thinking and I replied, okay, we can do that, but that's a breakup because that's, I think, essentially what it is. I, I think, I don't know, especially when you've been together for, I don't know, four months tops. It just so Miranda it's talking about all the kind of good breaks. <laughs> I know spring break. <laughs> coffee Carrie's break. like, remember when breaks used to be good? Now it's break up or, or break, break down. down. They keep getting worse. Um, and she's like, "What's next?" Hip break says Miranda, which is great. And I love this because Samantha, this is not usually her role. Mm-hmm. Samantha literally like puts her finger up in a little circle and is like don't do this and Carrie's like do what and Samantha imitates her mopey face she's like listen as far as I'm concerned the test of a good relationship is it's good if you look like this and it's bad if you look like this and Charlotte is like what well, Bridget, the fuck are you just, talking you should know about that while Bridget did that she was smiling on the first part and she was frowning I was um theater masks she was uh she did a really good job I think of infusing voice into that so i think thank you i hope it translated based on her inflection you you sort of probably take took the journey with her but but just just in case some vocal captioning for your visual mind's eye so can you do it again for me please Mm -hmm. when you feel like this smiley face it means it's a good relationship Mm -hmm. but when you're feeling like this oh sad face that means it's a bad relationship and there you go. And Thank you, everyone. That was Bridget McNamara. Rodgers and Hammerstein, here we are. <laughs> the best team ever. I think we're more of a Rodgers and Hart, if we're being honest. I do not know who that is, but I'll take your word for it. I just winked at Bridget. It was sexy. Uh, but a bump in the road is never good, says... And so Samantha's actually kind of in line with us, where that's a little reductive, but the rest yeah. of it, she's like, if there's a bump in the relationship, there are only going to be more bumps in the relationship. Yeah. Um. And I think it, I think one thing I would say is that it really does depend on circumstance. If things are difficult because of something that is outside of like the two people in the relationship, like mm-hmm. relationships can have a lot of external factors that make it difficult Yeah, and that you have to like work out with each other and that can be fought about, et cetera. But if it's not a fundamental, like you two aren't getting along, I think then those are bumps you can work past or yeah. if there's a massive life event, like none of this is black and white. Right. Generally though, I think this we're in agreement like- that if you take a break, it's. But this also, these also seems like fundamental differences in character. Yes. That like will not be fixed. And they didn't know each other. So now they do. And it's like. It's just like I can't imagine saying I love you to someone before seeing the side of them. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I especially guess, just but... because this feels like after all of a sudden this is like all who Burger is. Well, here's the thing. I actually think that that is not that unusual in real life because I think a lot of people, especially men, um, will put on a certain, you know, their best face forward until you are comfortable in a relationship, until they have control, until someone is settled with them. And then you kind of slowly let out your, you know, all the uglier sides. Um, often I don't think it's intentional, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it is. And sometimes there's like a, like I um, read a lot of Reddit relationships and like the number of stories of people who are like, he was never like this. And then like we got married and people in the comments who are like, yes, this happened to me. They want, you know, until you're, you're, you're obviously this is different, but like this actually happens in real life a lot. I think. Mm -hmm. And then there's no, there's just no, you're just on completely different pages. You know, there's no teamwork. There's no divvying up of chores. There's no emotional labor share. There's no, and it's like, people wait until they're securely with someone who is going to do that for them to then be a dick. I'm terrified. I know. Which doesn't mean I, yeah, it shouldn't be afraid of love and it shouldn't be. I just mean like this happening this way, I think is actually pretty common. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why, that's why we were even talking about this last week. Like that's why when people react really strongly to people making huge choices very early on in a relationship and even like before a year, because honestly, I don't think a year is that long in a relationship. I agree. You've like maybe barely gone through all of the cycles of what can happen. And this is why. Because like you just, if you don't know a person, you don't know what they're capable of. You don't know what. And Big Burger, Burger, Big Old Burger, Big Mac is showing her who he is. You know? And Samantha, that was beautifully said. (laughs) Thank you. I'm like... (laughs) I just like went silent because I was just like really listening to Bridget. Bridget is so wise. (laughs) Well, and I think that's why when people are like red, you see red flags, you know, it's, it's time to turn around. It's not that it's like a one-off thing. It's often that like they are showing you. I think there's a difference between, and I think there's a difference between a yellow flag and a red flag. Definitely. And it's not to say that someone does something like Big's motorcycle thing last week. What? Fuck. I told you guys, I'm so sorry. Burger's motorcycle thing. Not alone a deal breaker. Um, but a real bad setup for everything that comes next, you know, like things don't have to be deal breakers by themselves, but I think they open the door to more and more violence of it all. Like is actually like very concerning. Yes. And clearly he doesn't have, you know, control over his emotional life in that way or more to the point he's willing to like be scary in front of. It makes me want to know more and I don't remember. I probably, we don't, but I want to know more about why he broke up with his, oh, because she cheated on him. Yes. And I'm sure that's still fucking him up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I am curious about that relationship because he clearly made that work for a long time. But also, he was at the height of his success, right? You Carrie, know, he was it's, like it's working hard. on the book that was to hard. come out, yeah. and and they don't know each other. They don't know each other. Blech. So um, Samantha's like, you can always send him a postcard, and it's a In postcard of Jared Smith and his absolute, uh, the absolute hunk postcard, and they're like damn he's beautiful and then Carrie goes I just wish I knew what he was thinking and Samantha's like who cares what he's thinking and Carrie's like I meant burger there you got it and Samantha does her little hand (laughs) thing at Carrie's face and Carrie smiles I need a friend to mm-hmm. do that to me I know Samantha's there perfect is. there it is <laughs> it's the perfect I want to give him it so bad she a, shakes her finger and then she like rolls her eyes she and circles, circles and then yes. she shakes and her then finger. she shakes her finger we're and gonna, rolls her we're eyes gonna and fi- does a we're no. gonna record yeah. it for y'all yeah and we'll post it anyway 
jury is um the next so then day now, so carrie now has brought her computer so she can do work while she's there so she's been thinking so now we're into kill a mockingbird also <laughs> indeed worth saying um when carrie goes to jury duty for the first day and tries to get out of it she's like you see i am a freelance writer which means when i don't go to work there's no one to fill in for me and the woman looks at her kill, holds eye contact and stamps the thing and carrie thinks she's free and then she realizes the woman was like don't give a fuck <laughs> oh wait do you have to get a little distance? In to get relationships, close? the victims have to decide their own fate. How can two people mired in a mess ever figure it out? Do we need distance to get close? Um, I don't know. Do we? I think yes. I think like in terms. I think you need balance and space. I think like in in terms of like no, I don't think you should spend every single day together. And I think like a little bit of time apart, especially in a new relationship, will like. I think missing someone is really important. And I agree. Really, like when you're not with someone, it, it like helps you find clarity. I think like not spending every night together. When yep. you're, like I also think that's how you verge on like codependency and mm-hmm. investment. And like as someone who's prone to that stuff anyway, it's like hard, but it's better for a relationship to have a little space. And yeah. that's why like even when you're married, it's it's you're you're meant to have like your own friends and like your own activities and your own life. And yeah. you can't fully you know, depend on someone else. I feel very lucky that I like haven't had to deal with the like consequences of a breakup that like where all of our friends were our friends. Yeah. Our friends. Yeah. And, like people didn't have to choose. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know it helps a lot because yeah. that's like another rescue run for sure. When your lives got it that enmeshed is like the breakup part becomes even more complicated and difficult and mm-hmm. a clean break is hard and all of that. Um, and I think, I had that same thought process watching that, but that's, I don't think what Carrie's referring to. Yeah. I think Carrie's referring to literally like taking space from each other, but you know what? We're just going to go with the more nuanced interpretation. So this is Rosemary Witt, Rosemary DeWitt, the other lawyer woman. Oh, Ron Livingston's wife. Yeah. Nice. Um, so Miranda's pulled into an, a meeting with some of the partners and she's basically like, doesn't know what she's walking into. And then they're basically like, uh, actually you've been late a lot a lot recently this time and this time and this time and you fucked this up and then you had to leave early on Monday and Miranda is like wow I am so sorry uh I will make sure it never happens again because the woman's like I understand it's been difficult with the baby and all and she she says something after Fern the woman's name is Fern after she lists all of the times Miranda's been late Miranda goes wow Thank you for that, Fern. <laughs> or what did she say? I think, thanks for having my back. Fern um, is such a name. I know. And then she says, no problem, won't happen again. But let me say, as far as the Mackenzie brief, Miranda, Miranda Hobbs, Hobbs is, is kicking, kicking ass. ass. It's at home where I'm struggling, where, where the job, where I'm doing a bad job is at home. So if you'll excuse me, I have work to do. And then all smile on her face. And then as she's about to leave, she says, I would just like to remind you that after my mother died, I was back at work on Monday. And then she closes the door and leaves. And they are rightfully a little shamed yeah duh and oh my god okay i think samantha looks good here i think it's the hair that makes her look i think old. it was the hair and the colors you're right and not that looking old is bad i just it was more like i'm used to her just looking flawless and they just did not do her any favors you she know? goes jared smith with guess what i'm drinking it's a it's an absolute hunk and then she takes his ski cap off and he's like, I don't want anybody to see me. Everyone's giving me such shit about it. She's like, people love it. And he says, not my people. My mom is running around a grocery store in Seattle hiding it from my grandmother. And he's like, remember that Jerry is sober. Yes. So imagine being He's the, like, like, all my 
drinking buddies my or my sober, sober buddies. buddies are like think I'm a shill and my acting class thinks that I'm selling out and my like I said the it's ironic mom to think about scenes. that because like I feel like all of the celebrities are do not for alcohol necessarily but like Dior and like blah 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 it's like getting an ad campaign is like a huge thing right um, and we find out that he's it really also it seems to me though it makes the absolute thing a lot more confusing granted he's not famous yet so yeah. it doesn't matter if they were doing a celebrity I'm pretty sure the celebrity wouldn't and they wouldn't look for someone who's sober <laughs> like that's a pretty direct you can't like um advertise well, how good the, I mean, the thing is if you don't drink it he could have said no well, yeah, totally. But and it finds out we find out that he's very popular with gay men. They come over and they're like, "Are you the absolute hunk?" And Samantha's like, "Listen, listen. First the gays, then the girls, then the industry." And 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 like we know that Smith Jared thinks of himself as a very serious actor. He does, Smith and he's Jared, upset about this. A he feels episode like an ago, was doing a monologue buck naked. Mm-hmm. Charlotte was on a lunch date with Yenta Number Two's son. And they, he's shorts and he's nebbishy. He likes he, Pilates. I was going to say, he, I recognize him. He's definitely been in something I've seen recently. He's like um, if Ernie, no, if Bert was if Bert was a human. Basically, Charlotte's like, what are you looking for oh, in a woman? He's, and he's like, Charlotte, let's not do this. I'm gay. You know I'm gay. Everyone knows I'm gay. The only woman who doesn't is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, if you want to know what I'm looking for, it's that. And, and, it's, she point, and he points at um, Jerry. It's basically, it's one of those, it's those like construction walls that just have a bunch of the same poster on it and it's all Jerry. And, and she's like, like, I know him. And he's like, no way. And she tells him he's straight and he's like, damn it. Me and my brother are obsessed with him. Are they twins probably? Um, and so she, Elaine pulls Charlotte over and she's like you went out with the fagola and the mesca and you can't even go out with my David and she's like it's just blind dates are just so exhausting and the woman's like it's I, not blind I showed him your photo and he thinks you're a knockout and look he's genuinely handsome I know all mothers say that but he's genuinely handsome he and it's so funny she pulls out her wallet I to know show a picture she literally like, has wallet thank prints. god for phones you know I know and he, is, and he handsome. is handsome he's a cutie and he's even better looking in person so you'll and meet him my favorite joke in this entire episode is coming up are you ready she goes never had braces can you imagine some people are bullied into blind dating charlotte was bubbied <laughs> miranda shows up at home and it's too late brady's been put to bed so she missed him and Mag- magda has like a a weird devilish ah, smile on her face like she's like i know you feel guilty madam but i put him to bed <laughs> she doesn't call her madam no that's just me interpreting the look <laughs> of course she doesn't call her madam <laughs> what is this <laughs> And Charlotte's like, I guess I can work. Nope. Miranda's like, I guess I'll get back to my work then and goes to the McKenzie brief. The only thing she'd be putting to bed that night was the McKenzie brief. Her hair looks like Weird. messy this whole episode. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like we get it. The next day, Carrie wearing the ugliest outfit I've seen her in is browsing at I Century Twenty One. Pregnant? I don't think so. Maybe. Oh, and who calls from the golf course? But I'm with. Men in plaid Wait, pants. Look at what's her name? Sarah Jessica Parker. I've been doing that. Uh-huh. I don't know why. <laughs> look at Carrie Bradshaw's cell phone. It is a pink. It is and a glittery, razor, and it is a glittery. Yes, and, her, and she's, she's wearing, wearing a belt, belt as, as, a, bracelet, as a bracelet. And Mister Glittery, Mister Big is on the phone. Greetings from California. He's, where he's I'm going to be your Mister Big. Oh, I'm so where excited. I'm going to call you, and you're going to answer. I'm just going to go. Hey, I'm out here with two Hi. men in plaid pants and a cigar. Hi. It's me. And I'll say, remember that suit you like to wear, Mr. Big? <laughs> no. Remember that red dress you like to wear, Carrie? <laughs> That's, <laughs> yep. I, I became Carrie. No, you, you did. <laughs> Carrie talking to herself. What are you doing golfing? 
I'm just in it for the scotch afterwards, he says. And then he plops his cigar into an ashtray in the golf cart. Amazing. Mm. She's like, I'm um, and so bargain it, shopping. He's got like a dad bod now. He does. Also, she says, he he's like, are you doing anything fun? Or I don't know what it is, but in the most derisive way possible, she's like, I'm bargain shopping like can you fucking believe how i'm slumming it i was like girl i have not bought a piece of clothing that wasn't on sale in yours maybe my whole life (laughs) tricks are for kids he's like um so how's it going with that guy hot dog because she won't tell him because he's like no i mean your life and she's like dips around it and he he loves to be like we're friends asking friends about friends things like he just calls her up out of the blue to see if she's happy and with someone which is a little bit like okay and he's asking if they moved in together. And she's like, uh, actually, we're taking it slow. And, and he, Big is like, and he is like Zoom. calling her out of his shit. Big's eyes go Zoop! out of his face because he's season opening. And Carrie's like, we're taking a break. I, and then she's like, I don't know why I told him. And he says, you haven't been together that long. What are you taking a break from? from? Who? Who comes through? I know. Who comes through? Mr. Big. You know, sometimes for all his shit, Mr. Big comes in. Because he likes to maintain his control over her and his influence. But also, that's he's right. I, well, I, I well, agree. And in but, our but it's defense. about her. He says, she says, sometimes people need a little space. And he says, from you, who could want that? And she says, says the man who moved 3,000 miles away. Like, He's playing games with her. The only reason he called was to play games with her. And this just played into his game. He's right. But it's a game. I know. Sometimes I think I'm big. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it goes both ways a little bit. I can see it. (laughs) I can hardly hear you. Hello? You're breaking up. And she's like, we're not breaking up. We're not breaking up. And he's like, I'm losing you. And she realizes she freaks out at him and then realizes he literally is losing the cell phone service. So Carrie decides to make a bad decision. And then Carrie makes a bad decision and decides to rent a car to go see Bert. And I was literally like, you idiot. And then she makes it halfway out of the lot. And then she backs up and is like, that was $40 to do something. I'm $187 to go 40 feet. That's it. Wow. So real waste. Badger my boyfriend into being with me. What am I? So she goes to Miranda. Miranda's like, well, that is one option. And Carrie's like, maybe if I just stick with it, if I just try a little harder. This is the thing she was doing last episode too, where it was like, why are you taking all of the emotional labor here? He's the one being a baby. And Miranda goes, we are socialized to take care of men's needs. Anyway, I got excited. Miranda's like, Carrie, you know how much I love Burger, but come on, Miranda. Once again, the actual voice of reason. Yes, she's like, no one can accuse you of not having tried. And she's like, Burger can be threatened and insecure. And sometimes, sometimes he, he shut shuts down. down. Red flag, red flag, red yes. flag. And he's like a whole ass human man. But he's also smart and funny. Like he made up this thing, this Hollywood kiss thing, where if we're ever getting pissy with each other, we stop the moment and he does this big dramatic thing and it's a beautiful kiss. It's cute. And I get that. But also crazy that you have enough moments where you're all being pissy at each other that he has to stop and, Miranda's and kiss like, you. Oh, you have a bit? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I'm like... Miranda is the voice of 2018. Yep. And uh, Carrie's like, well, who knows if he'll ever come back. And Brady, all cleaned up and very red-haired, comes back um, from a bath. And Magda leaves. And Brady starts crying. And this is like such, I feel like, a common thing with yes. New York kids, especially yes. when they get more attached to the nanny than the mom. Well, it's just the exact flip-flop. It's also like, he's a baby. He spends all he spends night with Miranda and is sad when she goes. And then he spends all day with Magda and he's sad when she goes. And now Miranda feels shitty for the opposite reason. She felt shitty for leaving, and now she feels shitty that he doesn't want her there. And Miranda goes, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he just misses mommy. Magda. Magda. It'll be okay. The and next so day, Miranda decided Miranda it was like, not working. 
she sits down and she's like, listen, this is not working. It's not going to change. I have to scale way back 50 hours a week maximum. And he looks at her and she's like, fine, 55. And that's absolutely it, which is also crazy. Lawyers work a lot of hours. They do. Um, but she, 55 tops, she negotiates. And wow, look how thin her eyebrows are. I know. And all of a sudden, this okay, is this so is... funny the way that they prompt this because you can't tell as we're going into the scene. So you're like, oh, cutie going in, cutie little, um, what's it called? Like the hanging, um, 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 uh, mobile, a mobile. So cute. So cute. And haven't seen that before. Oh my God. The underside of it is all covered in photos of Miranda. It's so funny. <laughs> and they're really scary photos of her face <laughs> so too. Scary. So the next day there's a, a debasement Pause. of the ad. Samantha is wearing a Camo, camo, bucket fedora, hat. fedora, bucket hat, fedora, bucket, hat. canvas, pink, camo, fedora, bucket hat, and a houndstooth checked, uh, pea coat, fully I open. Can't. And there's a sign on the absolute hunk. Someone has written on it. Absolute asshole. And Jerry's like, I, everyone thinks I'm an asshole. This is the worst thing. Why did you do this? I. This is never gonna work. It's not going to kickstart my career. I miss being a serious actor. You've made a mockery of me. And he's like goes to stand next to it. So, of course, his face is directly next to it. And he's about to walk away and like take some space. And Samantha's like, "Uh uh-uh, don't walk away from me. You can't bail them in and things get tough. But if you trust me, this will all work out. They're not like officially dating yet. Not at all. But she doesn't let him walk away. And there was a frown. Whereas close, close to, to a frown, frown is Samantha, Samantha and her dermatologist, Dr. Peterson, would allow. And then before she can do anything, all this of group these, of school, like, Catholic school, school girls, girls are like, oh, it's him, the absolute hunk. And they start screaming and squealing. And the dad in the background is like, ha ha, look at this guy who's naked right there. And Samantha goes, what did I tell you? First the guys, then the girls. Hot, hop, skip in a week away from the industry. So in the next week, Gus Van Sant. Um, so Carrie, so the joke of the episode title, hop, skip in a week, cause she says when they're all having breakfast, how they're only a hop, skip in a week away from a breakup cause mm-hmm. the week breakup. So now we get a hop, skip in a week away from the industry. Cause we love to hammer jokes home. And he gets offered a movie. Gus Van Sant offers him a junkie role in a movie. I have stories I can tell you about Gus Van Sant. I don't know. There's a real person. He's so we meet this guy, director, Peter Herman, Peter Herman, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. the lead of the mm-hmm. Darren Star show, Younger. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, he's much hotter and younger than he is in this. Well, yeah, that ha- the hair, the rich guy hair they're doing doesn't do him any favors. He is so hot. Yeah, he's really attractive. In Younger. Um, What have I seen him in? Because I know it is one Curb. of these. No, I haven't really seen. I have seen Curved, but only like an episode. Anyway. I love him. Um, I love Younger. Carrie's on this date with David, and she's basically, he he's like, I went to Yale. And she's like, oh, Yale. And he's like, is there something wrong with it? And Carrie narrates, there's nothing wrong with him. In fact, he was perfect. It's just he wasn't Harry. So there, she's basically like, this isn't working. You're super nice. And he's like, okay, you want to go back and fuck in my apartment? And Charlotte's <laughs> like, no. And he's like, okay, worth a try. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he's. Which is so funny. He like doesn't play this like kind of a smarm. He's like, oh, it's this, it's this single and mingle thing at the synagogue that the the bubby talked her into going to to meet David. Yeah. So, um, figured it was Charlotte... worth asking. He's like kind of he's like he's like a cutie nice baby. about it, yeah. I guess. And he's um, like, okay, bye, and he leaves, and he leaves. And Car- Charlotte is wandering through 
the the hall, like looking at people, and she hears these women who are like, "Oh no, the only cute guy just left. Now it's just the fatties and the baldies." And Charlotte's like, "Is baldies? it my baldy? <laughs> One of the baldies was uh, her baldy." She could only hope, and she turns around and she sees him, and the part, the the crowd parts, the and their seas, eyes, the red seas, meet. their eyes meet. He and looks really unhappy to be there. She smiles when she sees him. He looks really not certain about it. She walks over. Good for Charlotte. She already has tears in her eyes. And she basically, this scene made me cry. She's like, of he says, all the out of all the synagogues. You finish it. You start it. In all the cities, you had to walk into mine. She says, Harry. And he says, how you been? And Charlotte gives this really beautiful, she says, not good. And she starts and she's like, I miss, I miss you. you and being away from you just made it all the more clear how much I love you. And he's like, Charlotte. And she says, just wait, just let me say it. Um, so he does. She says, wait, let me finish. Um, I don't care if you ever marry me. They're both like have tears in their eyes. I just want to be with you. I would be lucky to have you, which is exactly what she wasn't saying to him before, you know, it was about status and looks, looks. and she did love him, but she couldn't get over that part. And she, she said, goes, so if, if you can, can find some way to forgive me and maybe give me a call or ask me out again or just she's anything. So great. And she's like being so vulnerable and big and strong for Charlotte. And he says, he says, Oh my God, this killed me. Cause I knew what was coming. I could feel it coming by this point. Cause he says, that's not good enough. And he still looks very serious. He like hasn't cracked a smile and, and Charlotte's like, like fuck, okay. fuck, fuck. Okay. And he gets down on fucking one knee and he says, Charlotte, Charlotte York. York. Ah! <laughs> She's so cute. Will, Will you marry, marry me? Does he doesn't have the ring? Uh, it no, doesn't matter. I don't think so. That would be That'd crazy. Be weird. Yeah, <laughs> if he was just carrying it around. She says, "Yes, yes, I'll marry you," and he kisses her, and then they hug, and they're so happy, and everyone around them is like, "What the fuck?" And the two gossiping women are like, like, "I'm coming back next week because all that." It... And so this man, <laughs> is back. are you ready Mango for man. this? Are you ready for it? So Mango, Mango Man, man is back. Carrie looks over, and it's, and it's a, a coconut. <laughs> Because Gary's whole thing is like, you can't bite into a mango. You can't peel it. You can't eat it with your hands. And that's where the pineapple came in. And then she's like, damn it. There's one person who, God, I feel wow, this so hard. Me too. She's like, she sees it and she's laughing and she's like, fuck, there's one person who would appreciate this. And I don't know if I can tell him, but it makes her realize that she does want him to that come was back. Been, that's what, that had been the toughest thing for me for this, this, for the last. Yes. Me I as just, well. I just feel like that's a, that's a big thing for me because I just feel like. Well, I started having to, I like stopped like all the, I, I would say 70% of the little things I see every day where I'm like, but, oh my God, I've got to send that would be things for a person who I don't send those things to anymore. And for a while I kind of would be like, who can I send this to instead? And then I was like, not, I don't know, because it's really, it's like when you have that like catch all person, it's not even specific jokes or whatever. They're just like the person who I you send those things to. I had a person who I was like trying to and... make it work for a little bit. And I was like, oh, this feels like that. Like it was sort of happening. And a couple of times and I was like, this isn't, this isn't actually the person that I want to be doing this with. And it's not even that I wanted to be any, a specific other person. I just like don't. It's not the same. You either have someone who it's like, or, or or multiple people, but you either like have that kind of relationship with someone where you're like sending little things and jokey things and you have bits and whatever or not. And it, you can't force it. So Burger. Um, Burger comes back and he just buzzes up to her apartment instead like, of calling her. I'm here. And she's like, okay. And she lets him up. She looks like she's going to go play tennis. She looks insane. Like she's wearing an apron. Is it an apron? 
I guess. I don't know. I think it's she a skirt. Like she's in a community theater production of Waitress. It's very something. And, and he, he shows up with carnations because she does like them. And oh, wait, were you the one? No, my friend posted this thing that was like, there is a, there is a systematic um, like thing of abusive men making big gestures to like. In, about Cardi B? in public place. I don't know if it's in Cardi B. It, was it came up this weekend because of Cardi B. Because Offset got on stage. She's the first headliner, of the woman headliner of this fucking whatever the festival was she was doing. And Offset fucking, the people running it, let him in and let him get on stage. And in front of her whole audience and her debut thing was basically like, I miss you. I love you. I want to get back together. And everyone was like, it's so cute. She's such a bitch for not falling for that. But that shit is the most manipulative, like public yeah big gestures they're they're designed to make you feel bad they're designed to fit into a narrative that we're all fed from movies and shit and it's designed to make you look like a bitch if you aren't into it um and and to win you back you get love bombed after you fuck up yeah it continues the cycle of abuse so carrie is like i'm sorry things have been bad he's like i love you and i want to make it work and she hugs him she wants to too and she's like she's like you're never gonna believe it you know what the you know the mango guy and he guesses a pineapple and she says a coconut. And oh. they have this really cute, they're just hugging and their faces are close and they're just like happy to be together. And so you're like, great, mm-hmm. amazing. When she woke up and they panned down to that empty bed, I was like, here it is. And I know there's more because I know I, the photos I've seen, it's on the cab window. So I'm guessing that happens next week. Just wait. But I knew so it was coming. she wakes up and her house She's alone, at, it's empty. And she's looking for burger and she's wearing this weird ass thing. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, she turns and she looks at her computer, which is sitting where it normally is on her desk. Except by the window. it's open. It's open, and there's a post-it One note on it note, that just I'm says, "Sorry, I can't. Don't hate me." Dash. Mm-hmm. And Carrie is um, acting, is feeling, is flummoxed, and then she reaches out and she whacks the carnations off the table. They all fly off, every single carnation, and then we get an ups, ups close shot where magically all the carnations are back on the table and we see water dripping <laughs> down onto the rug <laughs> metaphorically that's a lot from of carnations the, from the vase and there it's could it. not be more carnations that's it wow well that's the end of that huh that is the end of that um big episode law happens who do you relate to <laughs> well, let's jump right in um i resonate with big yeah <laughs> A little bit of gamey playing? A little bit of gamey playing, no. And I resonate with... um... I mean, I get that too. Like, I don't fully blame him because knowing you have someone out there who's like thinking of you or whatever it is and and being able to check in and be like, oh, cool, we still got that thing. Feels really good. Yeah. It's more just I don't like big. (laughs) With Carrie, I think, because um, she... I just like making excuses for someone because you care about them and being like, and also like being like, well, I can do better. And like, I'm, I'm, it's just like making it about her when it's not, it's about him. Yeah. She's taking on the emotional labor. And that's not fair. I get that. Yeah. I, I relate to that very much too. Um, yeah, I, I just like don't have a child. So no. I, I can't resonate with Miranda. I feel. But I think you can resonate with the balancing a lot of things thing. That's kind of exactly what you're dealing with now in a different set. Yeah, the but in like a version. micro, micro. Yeah. I'm 26. Thanks. That's right. But it's the 25 version. So. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I'm behind. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, it's very different. I was thinking, actually thinking about that today, about how just like when you have a kid, it's just that's that that never stops, and that's mm-hmm. not, you know you're always forever thinking about someone besides you and what they're doing and whether they're safe and yeah it's a whole different calculation and totally. it's not going to change I think I think that's the interesting thing about Miranda sitting down to talk to the guy too is if the guy at her office is what she says to him is like this isn't going to change and I think it's setting into her that like Brady's going to need her full attention for a long ass time yeah. in different and significant ways. And yeah. she doesn't just like, why'd she have a baby if she never sees him? You know, if she goes home when he's yeah. asleep. So what about you? I also resonate with Carrie and doing the emotional labor to try and like keep things smooth, which mm-hmm. I think truly we're trained to do as women, but yeah. especially in um, heterosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, I relate to Charlotte mm-hmm. in in some ways here, like just recognizing what's really important to you. And yeah. um, sometimes there's a moment that's just like very clarifying of how you feel about someone. Totally. And I think her vulnerability and her, she's very brave in this episode and I love her very much. I love her very much. Um, um, delties, upsies, downsies. No, plopability. What do you think? I think it's poppable. I do too. I think... I just think, like, like technology aside, like, it's very plopable. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Jared, the Smith Jared of it all would have been a different because of social media. Definitely. Um, he would already be an Instagram influencer, no question. Right. With looks like those. And I think, uh, I don't think he would be yet. But other than that, like, I feel like the Charlotte plot is plopable. I feel like the Carrie plot is plopable. And the Miranda plot, like, I think it's just, like, a different, I think women, I, I, I think it's. Why did you ask me about Magda? Is that for future reasons? Oh, just because people love Magda. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, she's such a, like, staple. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, still such a part of the show. I was just curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying, is that yeah. I was just surprised she was still there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, like, 80% poppable. I think we'll always be 20% of it won't be poppable just because of technology. hmm Yeah, I agree. I, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And now that cell phones are pretty much in it, it seems we've kind of hit that like ambiguous middle ground where it doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, Delta up down. Um, do you want to go first? No. Okay. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, my Delta up is that today in um, the class I was teaching or before we recorded, um, I got someone up into their headstand for the very first time. And they came up to me after. And she'd been practicing for 15 years. Yeah, well, she, like, got up and I, like, my class this month is headstands. And so I was, like, teaching it. And this woman went up and I, like, barely even looked at her because I was helping someone else. And she came up to me after class. She's like, I have never gotten up in a headstand until today. And I've been practicing for 15 years. And I've just always been so scared. But there's something about, like, the cues and whatever. And I got up and I hugged her. And I was like, wow. Yeah. It was, like, really special. Amazing. And I'm like... I've, like, had, like, a similar – I've had, like, a couple other times that have been, like – I've, like, seen that happen for someone. Mm-hmm. But um, it just feels really good. Yeah, as it should. Um, You're part of that. That and just, like, things are starting to fall into place with L.A., which is, like, very exciting. Mm-hmm. But it's also my delta down because I'm starting to, like, realize that um, – here you go. Um, I don't know. I just like. <laughs> oh God, we don't have to do this. No, I know, but it's true. It's like I'm thinking about it a lot. And I'm just like I have to treasure the people. I'm just like I feel so lucky 
to have the people that I have in my life. <laughs> in Good. New York, I'm like, I, nobody's like going away or anything, but I'm just like, I'm starting to like, it's starting to like weigh on me that like. Yeah. You're be- making a big life change. Yeah. And I'm scared. And in an appropriate amount. Yeah. Um, it would be crazy if you weren't. I agree that it would be crazy that I wasn't, but um, I just like, I feel, I really love the people that I, and the life that I have cultivated in New York and I don't want anybody to, th- not that anybody's like actually thinking that much about it, but like to think that I'm leaving because I'm like, I'm not unhappy here. No, in, but if you wanted to be here, you would be here. Right. So it's time for you to do something you want to be doing. Yeah. Okay. That's me. <laughs> um, My Delta down. Um, I am just like, I don't know. I'm kind of at, I'm, I'm at a solid like 60% this week and I have been in kind of like an emotional log ride for about a month now that is... Um, gonna have one of those resolutions that doesn't really make anything better, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really tired of it and sad. Um, but my, uh, I don't know if I have a change for the better, but I did have a really nice day on Saturday. Um, had friends over for a little, we had like a secret Santa brunch party at, in the evening and got drunk and talked about murder and cults and Scientology <laughs> and it was really fun and I love my friends that's amazing yeah that's um, my good thing of the week it's not really a change but that's sort of what it is um can I find you on social media no okay can I find you no cool bye everyone bye. <laughs> no i'm just kidding please i'm thirsty i'm not kidding you can find me on twitter at mrs burt macklin you can find me on instagram at bridget m37 um and you can find brooke at brooke underscore wiseman and on twitter and at brooke wiseman no underscore on instagram you can um, find us at Splat, Splat Podcast. Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gmail. Please rate, review, subscribe. Five stars for Splat. Woohoo! Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's what I thought you were going for. Um, and if you don't, we'll kill you. Bye. Bye.